0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and co-parents of all ages, this podcast is for you. Introducing in the center ring, the amicable divorce expert Judith Weigel.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We have a wonderful program for today. Before I introduce our guest, she is actually part of an announcement that I want to make, and that is. Keep an eye on your inbox. Keep an eye on my website, the amicable divorce expert podcast website, because on February 14th, I'm going to deliver with our guest, Patty McGuire, a wonderful workshop recipe for the heart healthy divorce with a worthiness aspect to it that only Patty McGuire can deliver. So Patty, hey, Patty. Hello. So, Patty McGuire is a positive, positivity influencer coach. That's her whole business. When I met Patty, I met her as a worthiness coach. She was developing the divorce summit back in October, October 12th, if I remember correctly, Patty. Correct. It was an all day workshop attended by over 800 people. And every hour she had a different guest. Patty, they can reference this on your website, can't
0: they? How can people actually look at it now? Actually, a great question. What they can do, um, Judith, is they can go through your through you and then um, I'm happy to provide, um, you know, playbacks and clips, whatever they're interested in. Sure. Thank you.
1: Okay. No, it was so good. You had so many great guests. I was, first of all, um, I felt very worthy to be a part of it. <laughs> You were right. We're all worthy. That's the beauty. (laughs) Isn't it though? And so you you specialize in self-worth. When people are going through divorce, I think their self-worth is shattered, isn't it?
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, a lot of times they lose even an awareness of their own value as a human, Um, there's a lot of self-judgment going on. They might've taken on, um, entangled energies from their spouse. So yeah, it's, um, it's a wound, um, but it's a wound that's easier healed than they, they believe when they're in the, when they're in it. If that makes sense. Okay. Say it a different way. Uh, The wound. Yeah. When you're, um, you know, there, there, we know there's different phases in the divorce. It's the, the emotional wellness Um, they hit a point where they're at a bottom, they're grieving the loss of of the partnership of the marriage. Um, There may be a blame game going on. There may be anger. Um, And often they start to review things in their mind and saying, what could I have done differently? How could the mind tries to solve it past tense? And this is a merry-go-round. You can't get off of it. There's no solution in your mind in the past. And so what I do is try to get them back in touch with who you are as a person. They need to get to know themselves again. And because their worthiness affects decisions they make, it affects how they see themselves. Many, I especially women, I find a lot of them saying, oh, I have to go earn a living. I don't know how. When the truth is they actually do, they just have this temporary belief That because they haven't had to work, that they won't know how or they won't be able to connect to something that's meaningful and then actually make money doing it. And so getting back a sense of who they are. And the step one is I really do get them to a point where they've got to look at, um, okay, who am I now? Yes. I was Mr. or Mrs. this, but who am I now? Yes. Because this is your now person. This is who you work on. And um, sometimes, like I said, when you're in the middle of the problem and the, and the entanglement and the process of the divorce going on, it's a negative energy, right? And it's a negative view, including of themselves. And, but when you can step out of that and look above the situation and then just make practical decisions. And I know you talk about this in the recipe for the divorce, which we're going to talk further about, but you li- you have to become an observer of the situation. Yes. First, yeah. take yourself out of it. When you can get to that observer point, yes. that shows you how close you are to actually processing the emotion. You don't want to stuff it down, but that's kind of where I, I would step in and help them Process the emotion without living it every minute of the day because you do not have to. There are tools and there and it's a choice.
1: Patty, it's been said by therapists and coaches. Therapists take a look back and have help you unravel your past life. Coaches take who you are now and move you forward, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. In so doing though. There is no one that I have met, even in my work as a mediator, who doesn't recap why they got into the relationship. Sometimes they knew it was a bad relationship, but for some reason it checked certain boxes. It fulfilled certain needs. There was a fear that maybe they wouldn't meet anybody else as good, in quotes, as good as the person that they that they married, and now once once the the marriage is sealed, they are legally bound together. A whole different world evolves. So, Patty, when when somebody has made the wrong choice going into the marriage, is that does that person? have a harsher look at themselves in terms of worthiness than somebody who really feels they made the right choice, but life kind of got in the way in the middle of the marriage?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, for sure, if someone knows, like, our hearts don't lie to us. Our hearts don't lie to us. Our minds do, because our minds project you know, a lot of times based on false beliefs and things. So in the case where someone knew from the start that they, yeah, okay, I knew this was a bad decision, but now I'm in it, right? Yes. And this is where uh, forgiveness of self has to happen before anything, even before you attempt to forgive your partner. Um, Because, all of your power comes from you and what happens in that case is you gave away your own power by not forgiving yourself you gave away your own power by thinking that they had this deep of an effect and strung you along or whatever the case may be right and so step one to empowerment is is literally in the moment like be able to forgive yourself and then forgive them and really important forgiveness is not for the other person. It is always for you. And, Um, and I think that um, there's like a misconception that you need to write them a letter or call them and say, I forgive you. Not, not at all. First of all, you don't know if it's going to land. You don't know. they're not If they're not working on themselves, it won't land, right? But when yeah. you're doing the work, it, you need it for you. And just write a letter. I recommend writing a letter and say, dear, you know, Mr. whatever his name is, um, you, you know, everything you feel that they didn't wrong and where you felt wronged and just say, so that I can move forward. I understand that you did the very best you were capable of at the time this is the key judith we all only do the best we're capable of at the time but then we can gain knowledge and then we can we can grow we can get better and by realizing and, and it is a true realization that can really flip your life quickly that wow he or she was not capable right they might have they they grew up maybe in a broken household or whatever, or um you know whatever the case may be, they're carrying self-worth programs, and that's dictating their action, and so are you, so true, right so right yeah well, that it, but yes to answer yeah, and that was a long way of saying, but you're absolutely correct that if you knew going in, then yeah, you're dealing with a lot of more um feelings that were stuffed down, non-action, you can get right. mad at yourself, discouraged, yeah. Well,
1: um, on top of that, Maya Angelou, the the poet, said, when you know better, you do better. And sometimes the best you can do is not so good, but it's the best you can do. And so I think that speaks boatloads to a self-forgiveness and forgiveness of the other. I also like that you brought up the point where Um, forgiveness is for you, not the other person. It lightens your load. And yes, I, I agree with you on writing or communicating, but also you don't really even have to say that in any way to the other person. No, embracing it yourself. But changing the way you communicate, I'd like your take on this, but changing the way you communicate. So let's just say it will fall on deaf ears. You're dealing with a narcissist, maybe somewhat of a sociopath. You can't get through to these people and telling them that you forgive them. They can easily turn and say, what are you out of your mind? Oh, oh, your blood. Blood. I
0: didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. It's, it's a deeper wound. No, I would, I would advise not even trying. I would, I mean, uh-huh. when I say write a letter, I mean, just for themselves, not uh-huh. to get, yeah. oh yes. I wouldn't advise, especially in a narcissistic, um, that it will, it won't land. <laughs> well, cause it can't, cause they're, again, they're doing the best they can where they're at. Yes. And, and they're not capable of receiving any kind of forgiveness.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I'm I'm glad I said that. Yeah. Um because once you once a person gets to a point of okay, I can release the anger. I can forgive. Their communication in and of itself can start to change. And then you work with people like yourself, like me, like other people that will help you change the communication, because once you can change the communication,
0: everything changes around you. Do you think? Absolutely. And you just brought up a really, really important point. One person changing the energy in the communication can impact the whole outcome. And don't ever give up and say, oh, I can change who I am, but he's still going to come at me. It is absolutely proven that one person, the same that a couple in in trouble, that maybe they've drifted apart. Same is true. One person can absolutely turn it around and impact. It's their change. Your change affects the the whole communication and how it happens. And, and the reason is that when things escalate, it's because you're coming at them emotionally, energetically, and they're going to match you. Now you're in a boxing ring. Yep. You can choose my, well, what I use with my clients is I say, don't pick up the tug of war rope. If they lob the rope at you, it might be a text message. It might be a nasty call. I'm going to get you in court, whatever it is. Don't pick the rope up. Absolutely. You stand back. In this is where you keep your power. Your power is in not reacting. You assess the information. You do not need to respond right away. In fact, it's best if you don't respond at all. Sure. Right? Yeah. Give it space, give yourself the space. And then many times there's actually no information, it's just a threatening message. There isn't anything to prepare for, defend against and and I always encourage people, don't worry about defending emotions because the judge or a mediator is looking for the fairness <laughs> and the asset, right? A judge or a mediator is not there to mediate your emotions. They're not now, I know, luckily, you actually are very helpful in you actually educate your clients on this, which is so amazing because not many mediators, I know divorce attorneys don't because they send me clients. That <laughs> They say, listen, Thank God, I don't mediate emotions. I can't help them with their emotions. And so you need to be able to say, okay, is this an emotional aspect that I have to deal with? Okay, let me make a plan for my emotional wellness. And then, okay, this is more a legal issue, but and just be able to differentiate which is wish when you mix them together, you it doesn't work. You've, it got, doesn't yeah, work. you've got no to
1: piggyback on that because you th- this is excellent actually represents the mediation I did yesterday, and I, I even looked at myself, Patty, and I just said, how much emotion do I? Allow and they were so raw and they really were saying in their own ways how how much they were hurting and felt not heard. Anyway, point being you cannot go into any discussion about a divorce settlement recreating the reasons why the divorce is happening. Absolutely. They can't live in the same room. Nope not possible. So then they, so starting with you, I see when I first heard of you and met you and you told me, I know you have a lot of programs. We're going to go through a couple of them, but you started as a worthiness coach that piqued my interest immediately. I said, well, first of all, this is everybody. She's talking to everybody, whether they're getting divorced or not. We all need to feel a high level of self-worth, that we have value, that we can make good decisions. And if we somehow make a decision that doesn't work out, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with us, right?
0: So true. So, so true. Um, And, um, you know, in the area of like, worthiness in particular, um, you know, we have like as a society been taught like, oh, if you make a wrong move, it's bad. And I'm like, see the other side of the coin. You know, this is where I call my coaching business, the positivity influencer, because it's which lens are you choosing to look through? It's like, okay, I tried this and it didn't work. It could be a marriage. It could be a partnership. Could be a job, whatever it is, a project. I tried this and it didn't work. Instead of, Oh, I failed. No, what information did I get? You always get information. What didn't work? Okay. That didn't work. I, in my business, Judith, I, I have a motto. I can't wait to fail quickly. The faster I fail at things, the quicker I get information of what's better. What can, how can I do it better? right? Better means growth, right? And we all need to grow. And so, yeah, when, you know, instead of um, worrying that, you know, focusing on, oh, this failed or something went wrong, um, you go, okay, wait, what did I learn? There's always something in there for you. And just now go to the lens of, okay, so I learned that. Now, now, I have a different, let me try a different path. And you're going to, we all have, you're, there's always going to be obstacles, but it's really, it's the lens you're looking through. Are you looking through the lens of failure or are you looking through the lens of opportunity and possibility and excitement and anticipation? And, you know, when you expect to win and do better, you do. And that it's, I call it like a childlike enthusiasm and now how do you get there you get there yeah you, you take a peek and be aware of the things that are keeping you back and it's usually just a worthiness program going in your head but what i don't do and and you know just to circle back quickly on and therapists are great um they're great and there's ways that you can supercharge your therapy because they have boundaries that they have to work within their license right And, um, but if you find that, for example, you've been in therapy a long time and nothing changed, it could be because the impact it's having on you is you are staying in that past. Mm. And what you need to do to move forward is get to an acceptance. The switch comes when you go, that happened. If you carry the identity of that, of your past, it's a backpack. It's a backpack now and you're dragging it in everything you do. Yes. And, right? And so yes. the big shift is getting to acceptance and that's the difference in, like, there's a difference in t- between what a therapist or counselor does and what I do. And that is that, yes, we c- will take a peek at it, but if you're not, if you're stuck in that that is when you have to go okay how can i just come to acceptance with it now because if you're honest look in the mirror and say this event that you're reliving it is actually not happening right now right now you actually are okay so celebrate oh, i'm okay right now And I can accept that it happened and that it's not defining it is not who you are. Who you are is actually in your heart. And you just got to dig in there and get back to know that person again. And now you can look through that, you know, positive lens versus don't carry that, don't carry the backpack full of rocks.
1: With all of that, I have to tell you that what I have noticed in you is is the philosophy you just talked about. You're a doer you don't worry about, is this the exact right thing to do? You do it. And if you need to alter it, you alter it. You don't beat yourself up. And that's what's so interesting to me, the difference in people who Just do, just do. Okay, I'll correct it if it doesn't work out. Richard Branson comes to mind as I'm talking about you. I see similar energy. You just try things. Some things will work, some things don't. That's life. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, but just the fact that you try things is a huge deal isn't it? I mean, I think people should give themselves credit just for trying. And fast forward to a marriage. Okay, so you tried the marriage. Maybe you knew in your heart it wasn't the right thing. Well, you know now that you need to change. Change, right? Learn, yeah. Learn and change. Okay, I have to know, how did you
0: get into this? Ah, it it kind of picked me, Judith. (laughs) Um. I would I, I look at my own um several things my my own relationship where I have incredible communication and really unconditional love. um and it wasn't something that I noticed immediately. um it 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 was probably over a six or seven year period that all of a sudden I realized, wow, I've gone through changes and things and and my partner just still he. Um, he looks at me the same way no matter what, and I'm like, wow, this is really special. And I started to unpeel the onion and was starting to give advice to friends and so forth, and then wanted to really study more. I do a ton of studying, I study every morning the mind, um, and how does our mind work for us and how does it work against us, and really connecting into being present when you're. Your mind can only operate in the past or the future it doesn't know present it tries to troubleshoot when you stay in the now you know how they say time flies when you're having fun Yes it does because you're not in your mind you're in the moment you're being present mm-hmm. and so that's a big you know big part of my practice and and that was I, I'm just obsessed with helping people. I feel like my big why is that every human on the planet deserves love and that we don't rely on other people. It's not their responsibility for us. To, we have to give it to ourselves first. And then when you do that, you bring the best version of yourself into everything you do and your relationships. And that's like my big motivation. And, you know, um, so, uh, that it's just progressed, you know. I just I pick I I help with divorce emotional wellness. Um, I have a new program also that helps people who are still married, who have a big emotional separation, and trying to get to them, you know, before they become um, divorced. What's um, the name, What's the name of that program? That's called Love Your Marriage Again. And I'm sure you've seen this too. You probably see people <laughs> in your office where you go, Wow if I had met them six months ago and just talked to them about the emotional awareness, they may have been able to actually communicate their way back together. And it's kind of, it's teaching them, you know, that the gap is not as big as they perceive it to be and get back in touch with yourself. You can bring the best version of yourself into the relationship and inspire your partner to do the same thing. And so, you know, the big, the, uh, my, again, my big motivation is that everybody deserves love, but we're not taught how to look inside and how to go back to to feeling from your heart. Have you ever had a gut instinct? Oh, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Well, because our gut doesn't really it doesn't lie to us, but our head does. And so, I really help work with the heart and mind connection, and that's the key um, to what I do. Um, and it's bringing an awareness to it and then just kind of giving them exercises and things so that they can, you know, move forward and go back to really enjoying I- enjoying life. But yeah, you know, when you were talking real quickly uh, about move forward, and I love Sir Richard Branson, by the way, I'm a massive fan of his. And I do, I give myself permission to go messy, go messy and then correct. When an airplane takes off from New York to L.A., It's it's got a destination, right? They might have headwinds, they might have weather to go around, but they course correct, but they still land there. Give yourself permission to course correct. If you're looking for perfection, you're you're blocking yourself.
1: Oh, that was wonderful. That's a great release. It really, really is. You know, we are not taught, at least in this country, I don't know if any country, and especially as women, we are not taught to love ourselves first and put ourselves first. Yeah, so you true. know we still are taught that we will end up in service to somebody else. Yep. Yep, and there are still situations where and I'm not knocking stay-at-home moms, I think it's the hardest job in the world. I really do. I could never do it. It Absolutely. is too hard for me. But That changes who you are though, when you disconnect from the world. And I have had people in the office that say, my identity was my job. And then when I met my significant other, we had our jobs to talk about. So we had this connection. And then when the decision was, let's have a family, he generally makes enough money to take care of all of us. We don't have to have a second income. I have been told by other women that that really changed their relationship and they lost themselves in that
0: process. Have you had women tell you this? All the time. Most people that come to me, Judith, they have a false identity. Mm. They've gone to your career is never your identity. Even you being Mrs. Smith is not your identity. Your identity is in your heart. What are your core values? And don't uh, your your career is a, is how you earn money, right? Your marriage is a partnership that you're involved in, and so don't lose you. In that your identity is always in your heart. Those are all aspects of things that you engage in as you and. That's, yeah, I see it all the time.
1: I love that phrase. Your identity is in your heart because your heart never goes away. Your industry can be hit. It can be changed. You can lose your job. So much externally can change. I mean, this was a really good statement for me, actually, because I think I'm guilty as charged. My identity is what I'm doing. Yeah, And And if that doesn't go right, because listen, Patty, okay, I'm going to reveal something. I'm going to become vulnerable here for a second. So as a paralegal, I file for divorces and then I mediate. With technology, a lot of industries have changed. And so with technology, online filing came to be a very viable option for people who could communicate. They didn't have to hire attorneys because they're able to communicate. Well, that really changed my business. I started feeling wrong, unworthy. I knew technology was changing the business, but I wasn't
0: processing. It's not your fault, Judy. You gave great service. Right. It didn't happen to you. Yeah. All that happened is it is growth. All that happened is growth. We can't prevent growth. No, it happens. Now, can you stop growing? It's usually because you're choosing not to to grow, right? So you can halt it, but everything else is still growing, whether we are or not, right? Right. The flow is going with the growth, but yeah, when the um, you who Judith is is not your your profession. And I know this because I know you and I know all these, you know, what a fabulous human being you are and how much more you are. And when you accept that more that you are, what happens now you're looking through a different lens and go, okay, so technology changed. So what can I do? What can I do to change too? Where's my next opportunity? Because you have to look for it and expect it
1: because it's there. It's there. No, you're you're absolutely right, and that's the name of the game in life, whether yep. it's your job, whether it's losing somebody suddenly, yep, in a car accident, whatever, or whatever business you're in has changed to the point where, yeah, you you need to seek uh, outside employment. So, I guess the name of the game, Patty, is changes around us, and we need to we need to accept that with that, what would be your advice going forward for people to get in touch with your identity is in your heart?
0: Ah, great one. Well, one of the things I do and I mean this it's it's a it's a little bit of a deeper exercise, but this is a great way to quickly identify what your core values are. So think of somebody it could be either either a child even a pet, Anybody that you really love, and I'm not saying you only have to have one, you don't have to think of a group of people, pick one, because you're going to want the same for all of them. And then what things do you wish for them? And by things, I don't mean things that, um, like, for example, I wish that they have love in their life. I want them to have joy in their life. I want them to have abundance. Um, I want them to have whatever it could be, creativity, um, adventure, right? Make Start writing a list of all of these things that are feelings, right? You want them to feel joy. You want them to feel peace, right? You want them to feel happiness. You want them to have fun. Make a list and then you have to pick three only. You pick three, take your top three. But make the list, make sure. And if you you got to take a few minutes with it, really settle in and go, what else do I want for them? What else do I want for them? The, pick the top three, whatever three they pick. Those are your core values right I now. Grow. When you grow, they change and yeah. you grow, they change. So you can do this yeah. exercise over and over. But the top three that you did, those are your core values right now because we always wish for those we love the things that are most valuable to us first.
1: Oh, wow, that was great. That was very insightful. That really, really is. And so easy to do if we're looking at um, not evaluating ourselves, but what we wish for other people, that's a great way of getting in touch with yourself. Patty, you are an extra special person. Let me just say this to you. I love every time I talk to you because you're so positive. I mean, you chose the right name for your company, Positivity Influencer. I have never listened to you or seen you otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether you have your down moments at, at all, but you are really this person and you make me feel so good when I talk with you. And and you churn my juices to try new things. Thank you so much, Judy. And you that push so cool. me out of my comfort zone, like you're forcing me to do MailChimp, uh, which I will do when we're done <laughs> with this recording. <laughs> and I I'm like, oh, come on. Even chimps can probably do this, <laughs> Judy. Just
0: do it. Just get it done and do it. I like okay. that you force me out of my comfort zone. Oh. Thank you. Well, I, and I do, you know, listen, things happen in life all the time. It's, things happen, but it's how I choose to accept it in the moment and go, okay, number one, get to the, the faster you get to acceptance, the quicker you can. And, and you do, instead of, I don't look for the negative effort. doesn't even like, it's not even on my radar. And if something comes at me that I perceive to me negative, I go, okay, wait, what in me is calling that negative? Cause it is me labeling that. And so then I go all right so I have to process this accept it and then yeah and I have a favorite quote by Gandhi which is be the change you wish to see in the world and that's what I'm doing
1: yeah yeah well you're doing a phenomenal job <laughs> Thank so you. patty what what's going to be happening on the 14th of february oh, so at exactly. noon
0: it's a tuesday yes we are on valentine's day <laughs> going to do a workshop Um, called Recipe for a a Heart-Healthy Divorce (laughs)
1: with the worthiness component to it. Because if you're getting divorced and it's Valentine's Day, it could potentially be tragic, but you and I are not going to let that happen.
0: We are not, and you know, we will address, you know, some heavy feelings, loneliness, fear of abandonment, all of these things. Let's yeah. look them in the eye, and we're going to have some really helpful tools. um and we 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 want to make it a positive day for you. It's remember, the Valentine is actually about the heart.
1: And I was just going to say we are connecting with hearts that day, yep. that's Tim, what we're going to be doing. There's no better day to do it. <laughs> so, Patty, in the show notes, we're going to have how people get in touch with you. But for those who are listening and love to jot down the phone number or the email or web address, best way to get in touch with you.
0: Absolutely. They can email me. It's simple. It's Patty at and it's thepositivityinfluencer.com. So it's a long one, but Patty P-A-T-T-Y at the dot com. Or you can always email my buddy, Judith, and she'll find me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And you have been listening to Patty McGuire in this episode. I've had a ball. The time has gone very fast. Uh, I look forward to the 14th. And thank you so much for joining us, Patty. And I hope you come back again because you, you are
0: worth your weight in gold. You really are. Thank you. And so are you. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.
1: My pleasure and thank all of you for joining us. You know, I appreciate each and every one of you. So please email me uh, either directly, Judith at theamicabledivorceexpert.com or through the website. I have a speaker pipe. So through the website, com. And as always, have an amicable day. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining us. Be good to yourselves, be kind to your spouse, and cherish your children above all else.